season two of the Adult Children Voices Across America Speakers Meeting podcast. You can attend this meeting live on Thursdays at 6 p.m. Pacific Time using the Zoom ID 848-5208-0640, password 061120. For more information about adult children of alcoholics and dysfunctional families, visit adultchildren.org. The following speaker share from Brother Lars was recorded on October 5th, 2023. Good evening, brothers and sisters. This is my family of choice, so I definitely feel the vibe. And thank you for making this a safe and sacred and loving place. So, history. Um... Yeah, my parents uh, had difficult childhoods. Uh, my father had a traveling minister father and a traveling nurse mother, so a lot of traveling. And sometimes he got sent off to live with a sister or uh, even with some another family. I think they were even strangers. A couple years out on the prairie with his father, just the two of them, and his father didn't talk much. So he kicked around a lot, kicked out of schools. Uh, problems. Mom, uh, her parents divorced when she was very young, then they remarried, then her father died on the operating table, and uh, her and her mother had a difficult relationship. She ran away from home once, and uh, as she told the story, she talked to her on the phone, her mom said, come on home, and when she got home, the police were waiting to take her to juvenile hall. But um, and then uh, her mother took up with a married man. Her sister threatened to take her other sister and leave if she didn't break up with him. So that was difficult, too. So I could sense it. And I knew somehow they didn't have a lot to give to me. So I'm I haven't had resentment for them. Compassion. Um though they didn't give me a lot. Uh, I have a, a full page list of uh, mentoring things. Um, and, you know, learning about music, about politics, about cooking, about cleaning. I learned a few things, but very few things. And especially on the father's side, uh, never took me out to play ball with me. Didn't learn about sports. He wasn't into sports. Um, so now I play catch with my son every morning for 20 minutes. <laughs> my Well, my sons, my poodle sons, making up for it. And my inner child enjoys it too, for sure. But um, it seemed like I had a good childhood. Um, it wasn't until I got to uh, 12 step that I realized the problems. And uh, it should have been obvious. The uh, I often thought of I have three sisters and a half brother, and I off I always thought of them as my three sisters over here having fun and my parents over there having fun and me all by myself. But uh, I recently found out everybody was on their own, and uh, I have described it as uh, growing up an orphan in a family of six. So I'm sure people can relate to that. Um. I was lucky career-wise, uh, staring in the window at the Honda dealer, at the motorcycles and uh, 
my buddy got a job there. I got a job there. 43 years there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, my father, the issue spilled out onto the family. He uh, he put his hands on my sisters. I don't know what to what extent. Uh, two of them, the first time it happened, they put a lock on their door and it didn't happen again. And I don't know the story on the third. Maybe he put his hands on me too. I don't know. But uh, passive aggressiveness. And unfortunately, that was inherited. So that's been my biggest problem. Um, my mother, codependent, she even has stated numerous times that she was put on this earth to take care of my father. And uh, I picked up that too, codependency. Um, bargaining for love. And it really fit into my career. Um, either when I answered the phone or I ran out to help the people in their cars. How can I help you? How can I help you? Service. How can I help you? But it was a life of service. So there was some good stuff there too. But um, I guess they didn't model a very good relationship. I wish they had modeled fair fighting and... Well, I describe it as a desert, even a desert in the wintertime with snow, cold and quiet and empty. Not a lot of laughing, never any crying. So I didn't learn about emotions, and that really held me back. And I didn't learn about relationships, so my relationships sucked. <laughs> I think I invented ghosting. I was a one-hit wonder. And uh, that dragged on for quite a while just embarrassing relationships gosh when do i get to the good part <laughs> soon enough i i did enjoy life like i said i didn't know how bad it was um they gave me lots of freedom i could go out on my bicycle and <laughs> i lived in pasadena i rode down to san juan capistrano me and my buddy we took off at like two in the morning and actually we went two more times and that's 100 miles one way. And I think I was like 15. But uh, they were okay with it. And then on to motorcycles and cars and trucks and vans. I was able to adventure anytime I want. And uh, luckily, I didn't get into terrible trouble. Um, though uh, I hooked up with some of the, the wrong guys. Uh, dealing a little drugs here and there. Uh, cocaine and marijuana and uh, I didn't uh, much get into that I tried it once and somebody had a uh, anxiety attack and I thought man if that guy dies I'm going to jail forever so that was the end of my career but um, they did some burglaries and other stuff and stealing cars and motorcycles and uh, I was a little bit involved with that too so thank god I didn't Go to jail like some of them did. Some went to prison. And they're not even with us any longer. My best friend, Jack, um, he lived with me and my family for a while. And then I lived with him. He also worked at Honda. And uh, a few years back, uh, his second wife, they had a big argument. He threw his food against the wall. And I don't know if he ran out the door, or got chased out the door, but he got shot in the back, and that was the end for Jack. 
So definitely some dysfunction around the neighborhood and uh, around the families. But um, it was a good life, or so it seemed. Um, yeah, 12 step came later. First off, uh, I did get married and had a son, but she came from a family of 10 and they were Italian. So a lot of drinking going on, even at the, even the children, the toddlers in the, at the dinner table getting drunk. So of course that carried on and it just was not a loving marriage. So I asked for a divorce and, uh, Hooked up with a nun. Well, I knew I needed help. I knew I wanted help. I went to Pasadena City College and I took all the psychology classes. And uh, it was helpful. I learned some stuff. But uh, as we just read in the big red book on Monday at the Shameless meeting, you can't read your way to recovery. You can't watch enough videos. It takes doing the step study, in my opinion, uh, re either recreating or at last building those interpersonal bonds. And uh, that's what made all the difference for me. I think the step study was the most powerful part of my recovery. I'll get to that. Um, try and finish off the history. Um, so down the, so I uh, put an ad in the paper for a support group. Um, school, work, money, whatever your issue was, let's meet at my house and we'll talk about it. We went for a year and a half and it was nice. We became fast friends and, uh, we went on trips together and, uh, you know, go to the movies together, birthdays together. And, uh, somehow, uh, I heard about the Course in Miracles meetings and it's very course, a very, uh, 12-step like, reading and talking, reading and talking, and turned out they were all 12-steppers, so got my foot in there, and uh, I hooked up with one of the gals, and uh, she asked if I wanted to go to her CODA meeting, and I said, sure, why not, and uh, yeah, <laughs> that's what I needed, that's what I've been waiting for. I live the 12 steps now. Uh, yeah. I, I wish I had my thing uh, where you start out flat on your face and then you get up to your knees and then uh, you look up and then hands up and finally get to your feet and uh, eventually uh, reaching out to others and hands up in praise and helping others. And... Uh, that's what I needed. And uh, where was I going there? Take a breath. Prayer and meditation. Ah. So I really got going with that. And my, uh, my passive, oh yeah, my codependency became workaholism. So I worked my program hard for years and years, and uh, it didn't work out with that gal, but uh, down the road at another meeting, I met another gal, and uh, 
she seemed like fun. So uh, I said, hey, let's go for a bike ride. And uh, we did. And we actually went to a, a Harley meeting. They were having a, a ride. Not that I ride a Harley, but uh, that was our first date. And uh, it was really cold. So uh, she she hugged up to me. And I, on the way home, I said, uh, since I got a hug, was that a date? Because <laughs> it was just kind of a friend thing at first. She said, yeah, I suppose so. So things progressed from there. And uh, she's a 12-stepper, so we speak the same language. And that really helps. We really understand each other. But, um, yeah, that was in Sierra Madre. There was a, a meeting at a church house, of course. And we uh, got into the step study. We started out with 22 people, and we ended up with 11. And that's where the lights really came on, the light bulb. Dismantling my family of origin issues. Um, <laughs> I realized tonight I was going to mention my wife's history. And uh, our history becomes our... Uh, darn, now I forgot the word. But uh, figuring out my history, um, and it really, really helped to see the places where I was falling down, the holes I was falling in. And yeah, I describe it like it's kind of a war. And so we dig a foxhole, which uh, when you look at it is a depression, <laughs> and we build up all the rocks we build up around us, and uh, or at least I did, until I'm surrounded. But uh, <laughs> and then we can't get out, so we end up knee-deep in piss and shit. <laughs> Excuse me. But I could see the sunlight above, and eventually the war seemed to pass, and I dug my way out. And I, I described that as... Another, another part of it as building up my little kingdom, having the right job and the right house and the right clothes and the right body and the right children. And man, it's exhausting keeping that kingdom going. Shining that, shining that turd is, is <laughs> polishing the turd. That's what it is. But when I finally let the walls fall down, Turned out I was in God's kingdom all along. Higher power. What a relief. Oh, yeah. I was safe in God's arms and lap all along. So what a relief. Um, it came through nature. I, uh, After uh, my first divorce, I moved in with my folks and I uh, found this Heard about creation spirituality, and I got the book, um, Original Blessing. And the story is that uh, somebody in the church came up with original sin, and it, it came between us and our higher power, that the church got in between. And uh, But before the church, everything was sacred. sacred. That's my background there. The trees, the sky, the clouds, the water, all life, all creation was sacred. And that was my homecoming. 
Berkshire. Nature and higher power are one and the same because uh, every blade of grass has an angel <laughs> singing over it. That really was a homecoming. And uh, even uh, when I was a teenager, somehow I got mad at God. I, I said I didn't believe in God. I believed in good. But uh, apparently they're kind of the same thing. And uh, certainly a lot of good in nature. Um, get to my tools. Let me uh, look them up here. I made the note. Um, recovery. I think that's a perfect description. If you look it up, the description, uh, the definition is recovering what was lost or stolen. And that was uh, the joyfulness. You know, I also have a list of childhood traits. You can Google it. Childhood traits. And their enthusiasm, passion, authenticity, loving, um, adventurous, on and on, all these wonderful things. And if that's what inner child is, bring it on. <laughs> that's, that's what I want. So, and then the other part of it is uh, re, uh, recovering a uh, full health a state of full health. And yes, uh, I had the sickness. I drank the Kool-Aid. And, um, but I found healing here. In these meetings, in the retreats, in the step study, in the sponsoring, the co-sponsoring, however you want to call that. And uh, I made some notes along the way. And uh, my uh, wife, uh, I like to write. Uh, when I was in Pasadena, I wrote a, a book about the hikes in Pasadena, and I, I sold it from my desk there at, uh, at Pasadena Honda. Not a lot of them, but, uh, and then I wrote a book, book about fixing cars and uh, not having a strong sense of self-esteem, never print, never went to press. But I love to write, so I, I made notes about uh, recovery. And uh, my wife said, you got all this stuff, you should do a blog. And it turns out it's real easy to do, so I did. Cowboy Dharma. The cowboy is the Western side. 12-step uh, first and foremost, and Brene Brown, and Eckhart Tolle, and um, psychology, all of that. And then the uh, the Dharma side. 5,000 years of Eastern wisdom, and they fit perfectly together in, in my book. So um, I used to call them essential disciplines. Now I call them the sanity files. And that's, that's uh, yeah, the first time I did one of these talks, I had six pages of notes, <laughs> overprepared, all that information. But now all I need is the sanity files. So I went to my phone and uh, I pulled up the website and uh, number one is higher power. And higher power is, is makes all the difference because it's like journaling. It takes it off my shoulders and puts it on the page. Well, it takes it off my shoulders and, and puts it on my higher power. And 
God ain't in no trouble. God can take it, whatever it is. I had a friend at camp once, and uh, she was so mad at higher power. She uh, was beaten and raped, and she said, where was God then? And I didn't have an answer that time. I was hoping she'd come back so I could tell her, you know, yell at God, scream at God, whatever you got to do to get it out because God can take it. And that wasn't what's intended. And you'll wear it out eventually. I hope there's some truth in that. Um, so my sense of self. That self-serving, that ego, that me, myself, and I, I call it me-go. <laughs> it is so powerful, and that's my go-to. And it is for a lot of people because we grew up, and it's perhaps more so with 12-steppers, because we grew up in a war zone and scared shitless, so we needed to fall back on, we needed to protect ourselves. And so... We got to, we took care of ourselves and to the detriment of, of our relationships, as I can attest. And uh, so higher power, yeah, through nature, I have uh, one of the sanity files is my superpowers. Um, I sometimes do the share where I say, uh, we're not just allowed to have fun in 12-step. We're supposed to have fun. And so I whip off my jacket, and there's a Superman shirt and cape. But I'm not Superman. I'm Surrender Man. That was my first superpower, surrender, surrendering to higher power and, and to what is. Everything that has happened had to happen. Why? Because it did. The causes and conditions were there. And if I've, if I just lose my shit over what has happened, it's like mothers against drunk driving. If you go parading down the street, screaming and yelling with your signs, ready to beat the shit out of all the drunken drivers, you kind of defeated the purpose. It should be mothers for sober driving. Maybe that's a bad example, but I think you understand what I'm talking about. So... Higher power. And the best way I got close to my higher power was with the journaling. And many of you have heard this before, but maybe it's good to hear it again and again until it sinks in that uh, it always starts out, good morning, Lord, good evening, Lord, good afternoon, Lord. And I do pour out everything I've done on the page, which seems kind of silly because... Higher power with higher power is there with me for every step of the way. But higher power also made every cell in my body, every atom of all creation, and every emotion. So, and even though I grew up in the church, for me, it's not the old man in the sky. Or the younger man in the sky. <laughs> the uh, it's you know we talk to our dogs and we talk to our plants and we talk to our cars because there's an energy there. 
and I talked to my higher power there, and I want it to be a good energy. And so over the years, it has been. I got started on this with the artist's way, where you just pour out page after page after page. I don't do it that way. I just say what's on my heart and put it on the page. But um, it really has given me a good relationship with my higher power. And not just created me, but sustains me. And oh my gosh, in so many incredible ways, digestion, balance, um, you know, elimination. <laughs> so many wonderful, you know, fighting off diseases and so many amazing things the human body does. And then every morning I open two gifts, my eyes, I have wonderful sight. I have wonderful hearing, wonderful taste. When you stop and think about it, it is amazing. It is incredible. And it's too much even for this body. I don't believe this, this meat puppet can do all this. That I, there is a hive, not only a hive mind, but a hive body. And uh, that this body is hooked in with higher power in many, many ways, many, many ways. And not just the body, but the mind and the heart. I think it's just too incredible for me to say these words so quickly and so coherently and so intelligently without even thinking about it. How can we do that? It's the hive mind. It's the higher power mind. It's got to be. Because those words come out without me figuring them out. I don't think about them and then say them. They're just there. Some of you will think I'm crazy. <laughs> Some of you will say that's that's very sane. So higher power. What do I got? 20 minutes. So we'll move on. Yeah, nature. Um, <laughs> if you look at the the blog slash website, um, Sacred Geometry. It's so incredible. Just Google it. It's so incredible, the, the science behind nature. It is absolutely amazing. The math behind nature and behind music and everything else. It is unbelievable. Um, the best one, Donald Duck in Mathemagic Land. <laughs> it's a 20-minute cartoon, and Donald Duck walks you through sacred geometry. All the amazing things, um, Fibonacci, and on down the line. Um, so nature, nature, nature. Um, my soul knows no staircase to heaven unless it be through Earth's loveliness. Whew, chokes me up just saying it. Michelangelo. Thank you very much, Michael. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's where I came from, and that's where I'm going. Um, so, yes, inner child. That's the next one. Keeps me sane. And not just the joyous part, but the grieving part. Good grief, Charlie Brown. Good grief. So when I'm having 
a really bad time, that actually triggers my inner child and I need to put him on my lap and we need to get emotional and let it out. And uh, I learned that from 12 step because I was one of those people, one of those guys that didn't cry for decades. Took a long, it took years before I could even uh, grieve my marriage. And I had a two-year-old son I had to leave behind and two stepdaughters. So there was plenty to grieve there. But I knew from 12 Step that feelings were important. And uh, at the retreat in the, the meeting room, there it's a cement floor, polished cement, and it has these cracks in it. It looks like a frozen lake. And I imagine my inner child there looking up from the frozen lakes and I'm just walking past him for years and years. Makes me want to cry there too. Not anymore. Now we're at camp sitting by the campfire, by the fireplace, <laughs> roasting marshmallows, eating s'mores. So now, intentional grieving. When I get triggered, I run with it. And I couldn't even get in touch with it. My son, that was really what triggered me in the beginning. I could feel for him more than for myself. But now I can feel for myself. I can feel for a lot of people that I love. And I can feel for people around the world. Jeez, when the shuttle blew up, oh yeah. And uh, so I'll turn on um certain music that really gets me there's this band red and they have the saddest songs and uh i'll be sobbing my eyes out i'll be on the floor sobbing and uh you know people say i don't want to get started because i won't be able to stop it's about a half hour usually <laughs> And then I roll over my back and I laugh out loud and I almost float away. I feel so much better. <sighs> extreme grieving, intentional grieving. And, you know, now I have extreme joy and ex because not just was my grief frozen there underneath that ice, but my joy and my passion and my love. And they're all free now. <laughs> my heart was frozen solid it was a stone a clenched fist stone but now it's melted and shattered and that's just what I needed and the life is pumping back in and it's warm and now it's reaching out to my brothers and sisters <laughs> reaching out 15 15 so I, uh, yeah, I don't really feel like my inner, like I suffered when I was a child, but I'm sure I did. It, it was just shut down, just like the desert. It was empty and cold and quiet, but I knew it was there. So one time when I was like 20, I got a hundred dollar bonus. I went to the toy store, <laughs> bought toys, and I guess I've done intentional inner childing and extreme inner childing too, to where. Now, uh, in my closet are 10 costumes. The I'm a Viking, so my Viking costume, that's my warrior. Though I have uh, other warrior costumes too. 
my wizard. I love my wizard, my jester, um, my cowardly lion, who is actually now king of the forest <laughs> because I have a king's crown and cape too. And uh, those are archetypes. Those are personas. Those are in the next sanity file, my adult states. Not just parent. I have plenty of adult states. Um, when, uh, you know, when I need to stand up for what's right, that's when I put on my warrior. And uh, that's when anger makes sense. Because, uh, you know, people think we need to get rid of anger. We need to get... No, anger has its place. When, uh, when, take a look at Ukraine. <laughs> Pisses me off every day. It is injustice, absolute injustice, what's going on there. And we need to get our warrior on. But we need to get our light, our lightheartedness on too. We can't, I'm not going to drown in, in that sh stuff. You know, it's not just the light, the bright light, but lightening up, that's enlightenment. So my jester, my clown, my comedian, he's alive and well too. We need to laugh. Um, yeah. <laughs> you got to come to camp. The talent show is so fun. You'll laugh halfway through. Um so after the costumes, over there is a cabinet. I got my lightsabers and my swords and a cabinet full of uh, model cars because I'm a car guy and motorcycles. Uh, there's another cabinet with cars and superheroes and uh, miscellaneous. And there's a cabinet full of toys, just toys. I can't go into a store without going through the toy department and <laughs> finding treasures. And uh, when I go to camp, I box it all up and I put it out on the patio and I put a big sign that says play zone and have at it, <laughs> play on. And nothing has ever disappeared. And uh, I go to the dollar store and, and uh, I get journals by the dozens and I get bubble wands by the dozens and crayon boxes and coloring books and colored pencils. And I bring them to meetings, and there's a sign that says, Inner Child Supplies, free. <laughs> you know, it's only the dollar store, big deal. And I go to camp and put it up, too. And the journals, too. The journal really helps me. I journal every day, whether I'm up or down. It's kind of like meetings. Um... You're going to, if you don't tell your story, you're going to hear your story. And then there's people that are going to be up and there's people that are going to be down. And if you're up, you say, wow, this is great. But I know what it's like to be down and I know I'll be down again. And if you're down, <laughs> you say, wow, can't wait to be up again. There's hope. There's people that are up. So, yeah, wherever we are. In Course in Miracles, it's a combination of uh, psychology and Christianity and Buddhism, well, Eastern philosophy. But it says, there's. it comes down to two things, love and fear. And that makes a lot of sense. In a way, it's true. But it says only love is real. The rest is illusion. But uh, 
if you uh, accidentally pick up the hot pot, <laughs> that may just be electrons shooting to your brain, but that's pain. That's suffering. And uh, when I was in Course in Miracles, I had a saying, love, peace, joy, beauty. And I would chant that to myself, love, peace, joy, beauty. And I would try and bury the suffering. But there's also hate, um, chaos, suffering, and ugliness. And those are just as real in my experience. And I want a full life. So I'm not going to run from any of that stuff. I'm not going to run from anything. Uh, one of the uh, sanity files is prayer and meditation. Oh, yeah. I'm going to sit with it. I've, I, uh, in my later years here, I've had some depression, which is crazy for me. I'm such a joyous person. But, uh, well, climate change <laughs> scares the shit out of me and makes me suffer. And I see a, a lot of bad news on the, in the future, in the crystal ball. So, but I'm not going to run from it. I'm going to sit with it, and I find that it, when I do, it doesn't last as long in my in my belief. It's, you know, if you if I push it down, it just becomes a freaking volcano. It's just going to explode out somewhere else. So I'm going to live it. Oh, good to see my friends. Look around and see my friends. <laughs> People from 20 years back. People from meetings, people from retreats, stick around. You are going to make so many friends and people that you are going to fall in love with because to know them is to love them. Same for you. To know you is to love you, I'm sure, because I have gotten to know so many people and I love them. And I can tell them I love them. And it's not weird. <laughs> Maybe to some it is, but I don't care. Most of them say it back. It's That was really the thing that was missing growing up. And that's the most important thing. So uh, I'll jump into another sanity file. Music. My muse. It is, it's kind of the most powerful thing. And so I made a list of my favorite songs. And uh, I recommend it. Because you want to have those handy. When you're up, when you're down, when you're sideways. So, uh, and then I categorized them. The first page is all about love because I knew that was the most important thing. I wanted love in my life. I needed love in my life. So, um, the heart of God, child of love. Love is the answer. Love is the reason. Your love is lifting me higher. And those are actually... Uh, yeah, those are all song titles, though a lot of them have gone on to the, another list I'll tell you about. But then after Love is Passion, um, of course, in Miracles was uh, the most important thing was peace. But I wanted passion. As I've gotten older, I've seen how important, how important peace is, but uh, I still enjoy passion. So all my passion songs, uh, Be a Revolution. <laughs> God's been good to me, fooling yourself, grand illusion. I will fear no more. I'm so blessed, alive and breathing. And after uh, the passion songs, 
then uh, I think was Higher Power. A lot of songs really helped me uh, get close to my higher power. Um, I even have blues songs. When I'm feeling blue and I can't quite figure it out, I can't get to the grief, put on those songs and out it comes. Um, the other one is uh, sayings and slogans, my mega mantras and super sayings. Um, follow your heart, be a work of heart, love like crazy. I feel it in my heart, I feel it in my soul. Love rocks, love rules, that's one of mine. <laughs> Making miracles, making magic. Five minutes. That's one of mine, too. And I have about four pages of these, too. A lot. It started with 12-step ones, but uh, then a lot of them are the song titles. And inspiration. I want to get inspiration wherever I can. I am a car guy, and mechanics have these gigantic toolboxes. You haven't seen them. You haven't been in the back at the dealership. But they're as big as refrigerators, and some guys will have three of them. So I wanted a toolbox that big, all my recovery tools. And I do. They're on my website. Take a look. But um, what's left here? Yeah, definitely parent. I was asked to do a loving parent workshop once, and I realized I didn't, I didn't have an inner parent because my parents were so absent. That deserves a quick mention, too. I was neglected, and uh, thank God I wasn't actively abused, which you've heard the stories, and you may have told the story of being uh, berated and belittled and cussed at and beaten and burned and and raped. Oh, God, I recovering from that. Wow. That's real recovery. I applaud all of you. But being neglected is abuse, too. And I'm sure some people out there are going, oh, yeah, I was neglected. I wasn't actively abused. My parents weren't alcoholics. They weren't uh, really mean to me, but they didn't help me much either. None of my, me or my sisters went to college. What the heck? <laughs> sure would have helped. Um, what's left? Well, step recovery for sure. Yeah. Um, I go to three meetings a week. Uh, there's a shameless on Monday and a shameless on Wednesday. Wednesday is pretty amazing. 85, 90 people. Um, Friday night, the Zoom Boom Room. and has a half hour dance party before it. And I am busting a move. <laughs> I uh, have this little light show and I put it behind me. So I'm just a shadow, shadow dancer as we call it. And because at, at camp on Saturday night, we have a, a DJ dance and a talent show. And it's so fun, but just twice a year isn't enough. So every Friday night, you'll see me there. They do it Wednesday night, too. But they have a 45-minute share, as you are familiar with. And people go deep. It's awesome. And then there's open sharing, like I believe is here as well. Um, Gosh, three minutes. <sighs> deep breath. Sum it up. My life has changed. And yes, uh, psychology helped. Eastern philosophy helped. Eastern wisdom. But ACA really helped out. I was CODA for many years. And we talk about 
or in the readings, there is mention of the family dynamics, but it's not the focus. And when I got to ACA and realized family dynamics, that took it to a whole nother level. Recognizing uh, those inner inner voices, the, the shitty committee, enjoying my inner child, celebrating and enjoying my higher power. It's a whole new life. Here's an example. At the retreat, I was so shy that uh, I couldn't even go to the talent show. Now I'm up there singing a cappella. Now I'm the freaking chairman. <laughs> Do I got to give it to Linda? She's the chairwoman. And uh, I hope you can make it because the workshops are unbelievable. That's where I really met my inner child and uh, had so much wonderful experiences, breakthroughs, because uh, you're there for for 48 hours straight and you go deep if you choose to. And I never cried so much. I never laughed so much. I never loved so much as being on the retreats. Meetings are great. Step studies are definitely powerful. And co-sponsoring, call a buddy once a week, just check in. Hey, hi, how you doing? And when people are suffering at meetings, give them a call. Or if you're suffering at meeting, give the people that are up a call. That phone list is there for a reason. It works.